following programme contains truth, half-truth and nothing like the truth. This fictional comedy is based on highly unlikely apocryphal rock and roll tales and any resemblance to actual events is purely coincidental. For silly rights reasons, we've had to take all of the original tracks by the band out of this podcast. Hello, this is Absolute Radio and you're listening to Rock and Ori. Rock and roll stories for people who don't have or need a bedtime. This is Apocalypse Sow, Chapter 1. Once upon a time, long before you were born, maybe even before your parents were born, there was a religion called Christianity. Some even say that it still exists to this day. Christians like to build things called churches, many of which later became poorly heated regional arts centres. Back in the late 1980s though, people weren't going to churches much. The buildings were falling apart and the churchgoers needed funds to straighten a few steeples and polish a few pews as there was only so much cash that beetle drives and jumble sales could conjure up. One day, a particularly hard-up church was approached by a record company about using their sacred space for a heavy metal music video. The vicar didn't much like the sound of that, but money was money, so he agreed to meet up with the company's rep. Now, I've heard about these heavy metal types, and I'm afraid we can't allow any of that uh, boisterous behaviour in here. Oh, don't worry, Vicar. Our guy's nothing like that. Uh, what did you say his name was? Ozzy, uh, Oswald Osborne. Oswald. Is he by any chance named after the 7th century Saint Oswald of Northumbria? Yes. And the song is called? Miracle Man. It's very spiritual. I see. Miracle Man. That's rather like Jesus, isn't it? Absolutely, Vicar. Very much like Jesus. Well, in that case, yes. I am prepared to allow Mr Osborne to film his video in here. Nice one. It was 20 quid, right? I think 35 is what we agreed on the phone. St Cuthbert said they'd do it for 15. Did they indeed? And the Methodists said they'd do it for 10 if we put their advert on the kick drum. (sighs) All right. 20 pounds. Beautiful. Post the keys through the letterbox when you're finished. That evening, as the vicar burned through £20 at the Greyhound track, the church was taken over by a film crew who were busy rigging sound and lights and so forth. When Oswald himself arrived, the hustle and bustle of technicians and cameramen reminded him of the Bullring shopping centre on a Saturday afternoon. He smiled to himself. Bullring, what a silly name. He couldn't put a ring on a bull. He didn't have any fingers. He looked around for the director. Apparently he was a bit of an hauteur. A genius, some people said. Oswald always got on well with geniuses. Excuse me, Mr Osborne? Uh, All right, mate. Are you the director? No, 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 just the delivery guy. Uh, Sign here. And surname... And again here... Actually, uh, never mind. I'm parked on a metre. Where do you want them, then? Where do I want what? The pigs. I've got 1,000 live pigs outside in the lorry. Oswald's heavy metal brow furrowed. He wondered if they were for the caterers, but surely there were only so many bacon rolls that even the most ravenous film crew could get through in one night. Miracle Man wasn't even about pigs, so why were there a thousand of them being dropped off in the graveyard? Where was this mercurial filmmaker he'd heard so much about? It was all beginning to smell a bit like a mystery, and all will be revealed in tomorrow night's episode of Rock and Ori. 
Hello, you're listening to Rock and Ori on Absolute Radio. Rock and roll stories for people who don't have or need a bedtime. This is Apocalypse Sow, Chapter 2. This week we're learning about a music video. A very special music video for a song called Miracle Man by a pasty-faced, laser-voiced West Midlander named Oswald Osborne. Now, as a gothic backdrop for this extravaganza, Oswald's record company had pulled a few strings and hired a church for the evening. So far, so rock and roll. However, while the camera crew were setting up inside, a large truck had pulled up outside and the driver had unloaded 1,000 live pigs into the churchyard. Nobody seemed to know who'd ordered them or why, and Oswald was starting to worry that this was making him look unprofessional as a solo artist. But just then, a small man with a piercing stare and prominent eyebrows emerged from behind a bank of TV monitors. This, it seemed, was the director, and before Oswald could even say, All right, mate. He launched into his grand vision for the video. So I would say I'm actually drawing as much from the theoretical aspects of the French New Wave as the movies themselves, you know? Truffaut, even Truffaut, really wasn't that dogmatic about the more tangible elements of the process. What I'm more interested in is the psyche of the man, of the miracle man himself. Is it the bravado, you know, that kind of fragile invincibility? Is that the real miracle? Or is that a manifestation of his own self-perception projected onto a world he no longer recognizes? Eh? Okay, great. I think we can do something very challenging and powerful with this, Oswald. I really do. Did you order a thousand pigs? Pigs, yeah, lots of pigs. It'll look spectacular. So, Oswald, you're going to stand up there on the altar, okay? Okay, people, let's get the band in place. A bewildered Oswald clambered onto the altar as the band trudged into position behind him. They were already feeling grumpy, having just discovered that the pigs were being paid more for this session than they were. Oswald was weighing up his options. Although he was a quiet sort of guy who preferred to keep his emotions to himself, he wasn't sold on this director's concept. He was very proud of Miracle Man. He'd written the whole thing very quickly, hastily scribbling the lyrics and chord changes on the back of a roadie, and he was worried that having pigs in the video might distract from its serious message about personal responsibility. For the moment, though, the animals remained in the graveyard, munching their way through bouquets of flowers left by grieving relatives. Okay, so we start with a long tracking shot going in through the front door of the church, through the pigs, and then the playback. Yeah, hang on, mate. You still haven't told me what these pigs are for. Uh, none of that film school club trap, okay? Uh-huh. Well, they're kind of symbolic. What are they symbolising? They, they symbolise him being a miracle man who's stranded in a, 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 a maelstrom of porcine evolution. You are? Oswald looked around and was surprised to see guitarist Zach Wilde nodding sagely, although he suspected that he was actually just thinking about his favourite plectrum. I tell you what, Oswald, how about we do a few takes with the pigs and then a few without? Um... Great. Can we have the pigs in position, please? Yeah, the pigs! You know, Francis Ford Coppola said these animals were the best he'd ever worked with. The pigs were in. But they could be tricky, as we'll be finding out as the snout-nosed swine take in their new surroundings in the next episode of Rockinori. This week I've been telling you all about the late 1980s and one Oswald Osborne, the loudest noisemaker in all of Birmingham. He'd recently recorded a belligerent new song called Miracle Man and was all set to film the accompanying music video in a large church. The video's radical director had spent most of the budget on 1,000 live pigs, which he claimed would create a striking visual to amplify the metaphysical tension at the heart of the track. 
So, with the camera crew making final preparations, and with Oswald and his increasingly sulky band getting ready to mime to a playback of the song, the director summoned the pigs from their graveyard waiting area. As a production assistant herded the livestock inside and removed the half-eaten condolences carved from the mouth of a Gloucestershire old spot as it lumbered past, Oswald took a moment to reflect on his complex relationship with wildlife. Yes, there have been some ups and downs, but everyone agreed that his turn as a brummified werewolf in the video for Bark at the Moon had been amazing. He was jolted out of this reverie by a chunky Tamworth banging into the side of the altar. Looking down, he saw with dismay that it had left grubby graveyard trotter prints all over the lyric sheet he'd taped to the floor. But before he could retrieve it, he noticed a smartly dressed man striding through the pigs to the front of the church. Excuse me, are you the director? Yeah, that's me. How can I help you? My clients are entitled to a co-producer credit on this video. What clients? The pigs. I'm their agent and this contract is unacceptable. you got to be kidding me. These are the most sought-after, most highly trained professional acting pigs in the world. Yeah, well, the Miracle Man video isn't about acting. It's about emotional truth and remembering not to look at the camera. Exactly. My clients can do all of that and their contribution deserves to be recognised. So, the director and the agent went off to call the record company. One pig immediately took advantage of this hiatus and started snuffling through a guitar case in the hope of finding some truffles. Another attempted to ascend the steps to the pulpit as if determined to deliver a sermon on the evils of apple sauce. Drummer Randy Castillo got into a tug of war with a Vietnamese pot belly over his favourite pair of drumsticks, but he pretended to notice something behind the pig and it looked around and let go. Everyone was starting to get a bad feeling about this. These hogs weren't as disciplined as their agent had claimed. Eventually, after two hours of legal wrangling, with the contract dispute resolved, Oswald and the band got ready once again. But when the director returned, he was far from happy. OK, listen up. We're way behind schedule now, so we're just going to film this in one take on multiple cameras. I need total focus and concentration. Roll cameras. Camera speed. Hang on, mate. Can you play the song first? Just so the, the pigs have heard it. No, Oswald, no. There's no time. Just put your arms out in a crucifix pose and get ready to mime. Playback ready? Quiet, everyone. Here we go. Playback in three, two, one. And in tomorrow's episode of Rock and Ori, I'll tell you exactly what happened when the playback started, even though you might not believe it. Hello, this is Rock and Ori. Rock and roll stories for people who don't have or need a bedtime. This is Apocalypse Sow, Chapter 4. This week, we've been hearing about a tousle-haired troubadour called Oswald Osborne, who was paired with an ambitious film director to create the music video for his song Miracle Man. The director had decided to put Oswald and his band in a church filled with a thousand pigs, none of whom seemed all that pleased to be there. An unexpected and lengthy contract dispute with the pig's agent meant that they now only had time to do one take, and everyone was slightly nervous about how the porcine actors would respond to a bracing dose of late 80s metal. Still, the director had assured Oswald that the overall effect would be powerfully moving, and as far as he was concerned, that was the best kind of moving. This was it then. One shot. The band was ready, and the pigs were ready. Everyone held their breath. Quiet, everyone. Here we go. Playback in three, two, one. Pig thing scene one, take one. And action. No, it's, it's, no, it's piggy. No, no, it's, get off, piggy. 
Now, I don't want to get too graphic, but just ask yourself this. What's the worst thing that could happen if you put 1,000 farmyard animals with high-fibre diets in an unfamiliar location and then surprise them with one of the loaded guitarists of all time? Exactly. That happened. It happened 1,000 times, simultaneously. It happened all over the floor, all over the pews, all over the organ loft. There was scarcely a square metre of the church where it didn't happen. As Oswald mimed along with his pre-recorded vocals and the band continued to thrash away despite the carnage uncurling in front of them, Miracle Man seemed like the longest song of all time. After the first verse, one camera operator abandoned his post, ran to the churchyard and reassessed the minestrone soup he'd had for dinner. As the track faded out in a haze of exuberant mayhem, the director, his hand clamped over his mouth, frantically mined a pair of scissors, grabbed the film from the cameras, headed past his stricken colleague and dived into a waiting taxi. Oswald and the remaining crew left as quickly as they could and went home to take a lot of long showers. The last person left in the building that night was percussionist Randy Castillo, who had to stay behind to pack up his massive drum kit. After ten minutes in that soiled sanctum, he was close to permanently losing his sense of smell. The next morning, the rep from Oswald Osborne's record company was summoned to a meeting with a distinctly miffed vicar. Excuse my language, but what in the name of sweet Gethsemane did Mr. Osborne do to my church? I absolutely no idea. I can't hear you. You have to take your gas mask off. I said I have absolutely no idea. Oh, for heaven's sake. <coughs> Sorry, Vicar. God forgive you. <coughs> Oh, we're going to have to cancel the jumble sale. The clean-up operation lasted a month and a half and cost the church 500 times more than the original hire fee. The record company refused to accept any responsibility for what had happened but agreed to donate a T-shirt to a fundraising raffle as a goodwill gesture. The pigs remained in steady employment throughout the 1990s and reunited with the director for a disappointing live-action version of George Orwell's Animal Farm. As for the ill-fated Miracle Man video itself, well, it was okay, it's kind of. Nothing much to write home about in the end. I prefer the werewolf one. Until next time, and the next story on Rockanori. Rockanori was written by John Holmes and Gareth Kerridig. The narrator was Sean Keevney, with the voices of Alistair Beckett-King, John Colshaw, Naomi MacDonald, Alex Sivright and Jake Yap. Original music by Jake Yap and Nick Bosworth. Technicals by Tony Chernside. It was produced and directed by John Holmes and was an unusual production for Absolute Radio, supported by the Audio Content Fund. <laughs>